the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Dart Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street. Come on up and see us. We've got a great show for you today. Of course, the home opening football game for Apopka Blue Dart Football is tonight at Roger Williams Field. Of course, we'll have all the action for you, Joe Ferraro and I. With our pregame starting at 6.30 p.m., including, uh, uh, we're expecting an interview with Coach Rick Darlington and kickoff at 7 p.m. We're pleased to be joined right now by John Perry, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner newspaper, by Brian King, lifelong Blue Darter, Apopka Blue Darter baseball alumni, founder of the Orlando Baseball Academy. Of course, his father, Phil King, was the outstanding athletic director for many years at Apopka. In fact, he actually hired Coach Darlington the first time. And Joe Ferraro is here, of course, and we're looking forward to being joined by Coach Darlington before the show is over. So we're glad you're joining us as well, and let's get started, guys. It's always exciting. Any Apopka Blue Rider football game is exciting, but especially the home opener. And, uh, John, can you just uh, share your thoughts? Yeah, Roger, looking forward to it. Uh, my main thought is uh, no rain. Uh, but, uh, you know, Apopka experienced a pretty good storm late last night. Uh, uh, if it had been played last night, the game would have been a little wet because there was some early rain, but then but then late there was a nasty storm. It wouldn't have affected the football because of the, the timing. But, uh, you know, that can have an, uh, an effect on, you know, the attendance and the, the spirit and, the, and everything. Uh, and I'm, I'm always one who, who doesn't want it because of my job situation. That being said, it also creates, you know, a, a smaller attendance, which means less money for the band from the concessions, less money for the gate. For the for the athletic department and whatnot, and I think it just gives a general uh, throws a pall onto it. But uh, it is what it is. It's Central Florida. It's September first, so there's certainly the possibility of it. Uh, but outside of that, you know, always looking forward to uh, seeing seeing how the, the team plays at home in the first game. Obviously, had the preseason game, things looked pretty good over at Ocoee. Things looked pretty good last week. Uh, we were able to stave off that rain both times and. Uh, Hopefully for the third time we, we can get it done. But uh, it'll be interesting this week because Apopka's, Apopka's had depth issues. That, that was known from the get-go. And, and there's, there's been a handful of injuries, nothing major, no broken bones, torn ACLs and that kind of thing, but just some minor things that have kept kids out of games and, and may do the same tonight. We'll see. Have to have to see. I think there's a lot of probably some game-time decisions. Great. We'll come back to you for a little bit more about that, more details a little bit later. But, Brian, it's great to have you joining us. And, of course, you, in addition to your very, very long resume and accomplishments of Apopka High School sports and as an alumni of Apopka Blue Darter of Apopka High School and um, 
with a great family legacy as well. And you were an assistant football coach on Coach Darlington's very first staff in 1999. Just tell us a little bit about that. Share your thoughts about the game tonight. Well, first, I appreciate you having me on, Roger. Um, you know what? The um, the first home football game, I think, is a, is a significant thing. It kind of, to me, has always been, you know what, that's when school really starts. You know, you start to get some school spirit. The people, you see the stuff hanging around the schools. Uh, there's an excitement in the air. So the opener is always, uh, to me, a, a major event just because it kind of establishes, hey, you know what, school's really started and um, – the excitement and uh, energy is at its highest to open the season. So, um, you know what, I, I like Mr. Perry, I sure hope the rain stays away tonight uh, so that there's a good attendance, uh, full of energy and full of excitement. Uh, you know the student section will be full regardless, but you want the community to be there uh, for the opener just to, to get it off, and uh, especially playing a uh, such a good opponent to open with. Uh, a victory tonight will kind of set the stage, I think, for the remainder of the season for uh, – the Blue Darters. Yeah, of course, I'd like to get right into that opponent because it's a very interesting opponent from my perspective. I'd like to share with our listeners about them. Miami Norland from Miami. And just to, first of all, I think people that even follow high school football even casually know that Miami-Dade County is just a hotbed for high school football and has been for, I don't know, at least 50 or 60 years and maybe longer than that. Um, and, of course, it's known for its the talent that, that the area produces. And the team that we're playing, Miami Norland, is certainly one of those very talented teams. They've got their own excellent legacy. They've got a state championship you know, fairly recently, on, on two state championships on, on their resume. They put a ton of guys in major college football. They've got put a bunch of guys in NFL, like we have done. And their actual their district, which is Class 6A, District 16, has got to be one of the strongest districts in the state, and I would say even the country. That in in addition to Miami Norland themselves, Miami Northwestern is in their district. Uh, Miami Central is in their district. Miami Carroll City is in their district. Uh, you know, those, of course, Northwestern is a team that we defeated in 2001 for our very first uh, state championship. And um, and then they're a nationally known program. But anyway, it's a it's a very talented program. It's a program with their own rich history, and I think it's a very exciting matchup here early in the season. We'll go to John first. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. There will be some fantastic athletic bodies out on the field wearing Miami Norland uniforms tonight. Uh, that much I can tell you. I've seen enough of them on film to know that. Uh, their their coach is the one who's been there for a while, and uh, you know, generally, a lot of those Miami schools tend to spit out coaches every two or three years. And, and but but Norland hasn't, uh, and and so uh, you know they're they're going to be good. I now whether they can handle Apopka's single wing offense, we'll see. Uh, I, you know, but uh, Popkins, like I say, some of those depth issues may come to play there. Uh, we'll just have to see how things go. Um, you know, Popkins had two run two different running backs at, from wing the wing back position go for for over 200 yards the first two games. Yeah, almost kind of when to jump in when you're talking about the depth issues. Well, we don't. Well, we we've got uh, not too much maybe at tailback or running back or whatever he calls that position. You know, you got a guy that makes his first start, gets 181 yards. He goes out with an injury. A freshman comes in and gets 220 yards right. and three touchdowns to to take his spot. So yeah. it's yeah, they it's it's a the part of it's the system. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But but you still got to have kids to perform. Uh, you know, kids got to go in the right spot. You know, there's there's so much timing uh, issues with that offense too, uh, with the with the 
the uh, spinning potentially of the quarterback, the the fake, the handoff here, you know, uh, the the pulling of the lineman or the not, or sometimes they they do the opposite and they pull which which way they're not, which way the running back's not going, and that causes the defense to get themselves out of position sometimes. So anyway, bottom line is they're they're not. Uh, Norland's going to see an offense that they don't ever see and they won't ever see again uh, until next year at this time when, when they come up again for a, the second year in a row to play a Apopka. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where uh, Apopka's offense or defensively, Apopka's going to need to slow down the, the Miami Norland. Uh, they, they run the spread like everybody else does, especially down there, but they also will run some power. They run out of the eye some and they, they have a, kind of an offset fullback that uh, looks more in position kind of like a Popka's blocking back does. Uh, he's not directly in front of the full, uh, the tailback, but uh, they like to run the power game as well, especially down in the in the red zone. Now, I'd like to go back to Miami New Orleans here in a, in, you know, look, later in our show, but First of all, we had we had our opening game, which was on the road last week against Okoy, and it was just an outstanding, perform, dominant performance. We had over 400 yards rushing. They had 36 yards rushing. You know, they tried to throw the ball on us. They tried to throw deep, and we defended that wonderfully. They had 50 yards passing, didn't hit any deep balls. Of course, offense dominated. Um, just, you know, like you go to John again first, and then we'll go to Brian. And, John, just get your, your thoughts on the game last night, uh, last week against Okoye, 44-7, to you know, convincing victory. Yeah, it, it was. And, and defensively, um, I'm really intrigued. As to, I mean, uh, Jake Novella, from, from the quarterback for Daytona Mainland, that first game, he's a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he showed that. Uh, that being said, the Popka's defensive front just absolutely dominated that game, and he was on his – he was he was on the run the whole game, and he still completed a decent number of passes and for a decent amount of yardage. But you're not going to win games, especially against a Popka like that. So um, you know we'll see what uh, the Miami Norland quarterback is, is able to do and how good their offensive line is. I know their their offensive line is certainly big. So is a Popka's. A Popka's defensive line has pretty good size. So uh, you know we'll see how all that comes out, and you know. The big, the big size doesn't always mean anything, you know. Just just because you're big doesn't mean you can play. Uh, but uh, you know, the quarterbacks got a decent arm from what I've seen. I don't think anybody's going to be recruiting to pass the ball in college. But that being said, he's he's a great athlete and he can he can. One, the one thing that Apopka's defensive front had issues with was contain against Mainland against uh, Okoye. It was better, uh, you know. And and Okoye's, you know quarterback this year it looks like he's okay i don't know that he's going to set any any worlds on fire but uh to me he looked like he was pretty decent and and a popkins defense certainly defended the the pass well and 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 we'll see how it goes tonight but uh i don't think there's any any doubt that a popkins defense is is playing with a little bit of spirit and fire uh, at this point in the season and Brian, first of all, what what did you, what was your responsibility when you coached with Coach D on his in his first year here, his early years in starting in 1999? On Friday nights, he told me just stay out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's what they used to coach. tell me when I was playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but I was the uh, head freshman coach in, on Coach Darlington's staff, and uh, you know what? Again, the uh, the freshman, I think in high school sports is so important in that you start to teach them some maturity, some accountability, some responsibility. And that's what we tried to do with the younger guys. Um, 
you know what, I, I think that the guys who are going to be the ball carriers on the varsity in the future need to get the ball as much as they can and learn how to run, get hit, and get tackled, and get up, and get back in the huddle. And that, that's what we tried to accomplish uh, on the freshman level on Coach Arlington's staff with some toughness and some discipline um, that he carries on the varsity level. And I think that's really, really important um, for building a program. And obviously his staff has continued to do that. Um, but uh, I, I think it does start at the freshman level, some of those non-football things. And speaking of the freshmen, of course, we put Middle something like 10 years now without a loss on yeah, our I think freshman so after program. 11, uh, I, that must have been like the year after Brian finished coaching. Well, we got things off to good, you got things off to a good start. I'm sorry. That, that was a softball, Roger. That was a softball. But, you know, honestly, uh, Rick Darlington puts a lot of emphasis on the freshman team and their performance and, and learning the system uh, because that's that's where it starts. And, and you know, there's always, I say always, there's usually a handful of two or three maybe freshmen who can play at the varsity level. The rest of them are down there getting getting their reps and, and, and everything. I mean, Martez Ivey, you know, is going to be an NFL draft pick here after maybe this year but anyway in a year or two and and you know we've known that uh that he would play major college ball and be a likely nfl draft pick for a handful of years now well he played freshman football he he didn't move up to the varsity until after the freshman season was over and uh when he was a ninth grader and he was a large child then and, and very good but uh you know so what i'm saying is it there's a few kids who play uh, varsity is a freshman, but not many. And, and those who don't need that training, need that specific coaching on the system that they're running on the field, but also to get into the culture of it. Because there's so many of them who come from, you know, they, they may have had little or no discipline uh, through the, through football or life. And, and they darn sure get it once they get to there. And as we head into break, that's one of the kind of I'll say again, I'd like to emphasize, I think that's of all the great things that Coach Drawington does, I think that discipline, that accountability, that structure that he demands, expects and demands, is the best thing he, I think that he does, both on and off the field, because now we're seeing a culture, we're seeing a lot of it now in college football, it's even you know getting down into high school where you know, coaches aren't demanding that kind of discipline or accountability anymore. It's just all about the quote-unquote talent. Or, um, and, but, but really, I think that's the thing I'm most proud of about and uh, love most about Coach Darlington's program is that he instills in these guys discipline, accountability, um, prepares them to be good citizens off the field. And um, so anyway, we'll talk about more of that when we come back. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central coming to you live from Porky's. So please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from Porky's. It's a great day to be in a Blue Darter. In fact, it's the home football opener tonight versus a powerhouse in the state of Florida visiting the visiting Miami Norland Vikings from Miami Dade County. We're talking about the matchup. We're also talking about the excellent first regular season game victory last week on the road over at Okoy, 44-7, a dominant performance. 
talking about Apopka Blue Water football in general. We're pleased to be joined at Porky's by John Peary of the Apopka Chief and Planner, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner, an authority on Apopka Blue Water football, and by Brian King, another authority on Apopka Blue Water athletics, um, and uh, with a tremendous family legacy. His father, Phil King, of course, was an outsta- our outstanding athletic director for many years. He hired Coach Darlington, and his mother, Marcia Robinson King, was a, an outstanding student and head cheerleader in 1962, which a mem- was a memorable year for us, which included our 1962 state basketball championship. So we got a powerhouse lineup for you today, and we're expected to be joined by Coach Darlington a little bit later. And of course, Joe Ferrar was here as well. We'll be having lunch after the show. We invite you to come on up and join us. Want to give a shout out to our friend Scott Garland. Um, in fact, he rode by and blew, blew the horn at us here re- a, a few minutes ago. <laughs> it's always great to hear see Scott and hear from him, and we might be joined by him a little bit later uh, today as well at Porky's. And. Uh, We'll set the stage once again. I want to remind you once again, our program is sponsored by, of course, Florida Door Solutions, who supports all the programs on 1520 WBZW, especially a Blue Daughter Sports Central and a Popka Blue Daughter Football. And um, why don't we... Uh, I'd like to. One thing I'd like to, to mention specifically is the defense and the defensive line. You know, the offensive line, of course, got a lot of a lot of publicity coming into the season. Well, deservedly so. It's a veteran offensive line, and all those guys have had their own individual accomplishments and talent. But um, we didn't hear as much about the defensive line. But thus far, and I would I would include the spring game, the preseason game, and the first regular season game last week. The defensive line, I think, has just played very very well and played consistently well, both stopping the run and on and and rushing the passer as well. I, I, you're right, Roger. And Apopka's defensive line has been very good through the years about stopping the run. Doesn't mean it's been perfect. Uh, does mean that it's been very very good. Um, the pass rush was sometimes, depending on the season, sometimes better than others. Uh, and in this season, I think they've already showed, to me, they showed it in the Mainland game because Mainland's, I mean, they may not have the best offensive line around, but they were dominated by Popka's defensive front. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, defensive line coach Matt Anderson always puts out a great product, teaches the game well. Uh, He's just, you know, every year you can count on the defensive line being solid, even in the in the years where maybe the players aren't quite as as good, you know, talent-wise. And but they're given an effort, they're give, they're coached well, and they're going to get the job done most of the time. So, uh, you know, so far so good on on all bo- on the counts of uh, both stopping the run and and rushing the passer. And the the contain was better last week uh, than than it was against the against Mainland. But, uh, you know, we'll see tonight, too, because I know from what the little film I've seen on Norland, they are – their quarterback is is very fleet of foot. He's not the fastest guy around. He's not a DeAndre Johnson from First Coast uh, slash FSU slash East Mississippi uh, Community College slash FA, FAU. However, he is uh, he's a bigger kid than, than Johnson is, but he's not as fleet of foot, but he can run. Make no mistake about that. And he certainly, I'm sure, can outrun a defensive lineman. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it works tonight. You know, they've got to have good coverage, uh, especially from the linebackers. You know, some of the, some of the little dinks and dunks and little, uh, uh, 
I always call them flare passes with screen passes, those type of things. So, well, just quick, quick passes that to get a, you know somewhat like Indiana and Ohio State last night in that first half. Uh, Ohio State's defensive line is great, and they had no chance to get it to the Indiana quarterback because the ball was out of his hands instantly. As soon as he got it, it was it was to a, one of the receivers. Now it didn't work in the long run, but the Ohio State's pretty darn good. So, uh, bottom line is. Popkins got to get the rush, but they've also got to cover as well, which they've done a good job of so far this year. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue. Blue Daughters are already lining up at Porky's. And I, boy, they're, Joe, they're coming out with some, some good-looking food over there. Sure are. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to finish the show here or, or not. Or we'll be eating while we're on the air. We look forward to having Coach Darlington join us a little bit later. Right now we're speaking with John Peary, editor of the Popka Chief and Planner, which gives phenomenal, outstanding coverage of Apopka Blue Daughter athletics and Blue Daughter football. And Brian King, founder of Orlando Baseball Academy and a former Blue Darter letterman, baseball letterman, and a former um, assistant coach for Apopka football and baseball. Um, and let me, before we go further, John, let me just say I texted you about this excellent picture you've got on the cover of, of the front page of Will Barnes, number 67, leading uh, Eric Wright, the freshman uh, running back who, who had such a good game. And it's just a, a wonderful contrast. And it's, and, and it's also that both those guys are just so fundamentally sound as well. What a, what a classic photo. And but, but let me say, as I looked it read the rest of the paper. What an outstanding addition. I mean, it's always great, but you, you've got a great picture on two of our great alumni, that was great. Uh, yeah. uh, Trey Hendrickson and K.J. Dillon, who are now playing in the NFL. In fact, they met each other in an NFL preseason game, you know, Dillon with the Texas team and Hendrickson with New Orleans team. And um, and then, of course, you got uh, great coverage of, of Wekaiba and their game, and there's just outstanding picture gallery in the middle. But anyway, I just wanted to commend you uh, – you know, not only for the regular every week great job you do, but this particular edition is just a treasure trove. I mean, uh, Thank you, of, 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 of great, great information. I going, appreciate that. Going back to that picture on the front of the sports section, it's very reminiscent of Martez Ivy yeah, and Jevic Blocker. Exactly, exactly. Oh, and I think that was the uh, first and, thing and, I thought of. And Massey as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Just, that ran, obviously ran through my mind. And, and honestly, you know that one that one speaks to me a little more as well because. You can see Eric Wright's eyes, and, 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 and as well as, as Will Barnes up under the helmet. You know, it was one earlier in the game when there's a little more light from the. Uh, and one thing I love to see about Wright, you can tell he's securing the football like right. like a lot of running backs but, don't do. Th- those kind of pictures are, are almost a dime a dozen on a Popka football <laughs> because of the of the offense they run, and and it doesn't turn out that nice every time, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's a. Those those uh, that those big offensive linemen leading the the smaller backs. It's uh, kind of become a, a tradition at the Popka to have that that situation. And, and, and then you had another one. In fact, this photo could this, this could almost be like a, a prototype of a Popka Blue Water football. That kind of sets it all right, right there. At you least should the, have the offensive all three, part. All three right. of those together. You know, with with Martez Ivy and and uh, Massey and with Blocker. And then last week you had one where you had uh, one of the big guys. It might have been I don't know if it was Barnes or Montellus, um, another player who I didn't quite remember. And then the Jalen Carter, the huge blocking back. They had like a, a convoy right. out in front. Yeah, yeah, and that that other player was Jackson Darlington, by the way. So you need to remember that one. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was uh, that that was a, a another one of those where you've got two or three guys leading the the running back, and it's just. 
you know, when you have numbers, it, it epitomizes the Apopka offense because when you have numbers like that, and especially when these guys are, are pretty good football players, whether the offensive lineman or the running back, I, how do you stop that? I mean, you know, and, and the better teams understand somewhat, but even there, you know, uh, to rush for uh, – have a guy rush for more than 200 yards against Daytona Mainland, their defense is their mantra over there. I mean, I you know, that just tells me the, the uniqueness of the offense, the system, but having the cats to, to pull it off and, and to be coached well and, and then to do it, it's just – it's 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 quite uh, interesting to watch each and every uh, Friday evening. And they come in starting the first day of practice their freshman year too. They, that's when they start to learn all these plays right. and the system and all that. Right. And, and just look around. Look at the turnover of coaches. Look at the turnover of, of even of head coaches and even good good programs. I mean, look at Edgewater. They're, they're the exactly opposite. They've had six coaches in the last six years or something like that. So I mean, so my, my point is just. No wonder we we have some success because it's just uh, guys start to come in first day of freshman year and they run the same system, the same plays over and over and over again. By the time they get out there on varsity, I mean, it's a it's a well-oiled machine, especially with Coach Darlington's creativity. Very much so. And, and he, he's obviously tweaking. And his it. attention to detail and, and, and of course, exactly. drilling them all week and everything. Yep. And, it's you know, they're, they're very physical and they get the job done and, and they know the system. You're right. And, and he tweaks it from time to time or most of the time. But uh, the tweaks are not going to be such that the, they're so hard to grasp. They're t- they are tweaks versus, uh, you know, uh, wholesale changes. Well, I think it goes even a step further than that. They come into the high school as freshmen in, in all the major sports because the youth sports in the pop is so good and so uh, pro-blue darter um, that everybody's excited about being a blue darter. I mean, I, I can remember as a – 13, 12, 13, 14, I couldn't wait to get to the high school to play for Coach Kirky, to play for Coach Wise, to be like uh, the Murrays or the Sammy Smiths and those kind of guys. I mean, it, it's something that I think that that covers all through a Popkin, not just going into your freshman year. That's a great point, Brian. A great point. And, you know, the too bad there weren't many like Sammy and or Mark Murray, you know those kind of guys. Just, Chris Murray, uh, Chris, uh, yeah, Chris do the, the Migliori family uh, yep, full absolutely. of. Yep, absolutely, just some 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 great athletes, and and maybe none of maybe some of them didn't go on to play. Like you know, Mark Murray went to Florida, and and Sammy obviously went to FSU and whatnot. But even those who were just high school football players, you know, it was it was part of a there was a passion there and part of the community feel that, that Brian was talking about that, that gives an extra special oomph there. Friends, you're listening. We're glad you're joining us. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue, Apopka. Come on up and join us. It's a great place. It's a perfect place to start your Labor Day weekend right here at Porky's. And come on up and join it with us. We're expecting to be here from Coach Darlington. Be joined by Coach Darlington before our show's over. And we're just talking about the big home opener versus visiting Miami Norland tonight at Roger Williams Field. We'll have pregame for you on 1520 WBZW. Joe Ferraro and I starting at 6.30 p.m. And then the play-by-play, the kickoff starts at 7 p.m. tonight. Kickoff starts at 7 p.m. tonight. And I think this is a really interesting game in that yeah, I think the game against Okoye was a great first game. You know, hate, you know. Don't want to sound condescending, but a nice, a nice tune-up, if you will. And of course, they won a district championship last year. But uh, you know, now we're dealing with a team that's got a lot more talent. It's a much stronger program. 
you know, place tougher competition. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how we fare tonight versus, you know, um, you know, uh, taking a step up in, in terms of the quality of the opponent. I, that's a great point, Roger. I, and it, it only, you know, builds from here with Lakeland next week and Dr. Phillips the week after that. And, and um, you know, in the new playoff system, it, it may be hard for some teams to root for uh, rivals to root for each other, but that's what you've got to do. You know, Norland is one and zero, just like a Popka is. And you know, after a Popka and Norland play tonight, both of them need the other team to to continue uh, whatever success they may have. You know, I was looking at some of the teams like even Evans that struggled lately, and but they won last week against Freedom, and they could win tonight. Too. They, they could win tonight with a, is it, they play Orlando University. Uh, uh, that's right. They've got Colonial at the end of the season. I think they may have Cypress Creek there. Uh, you know, the the way the the playoff system breaks down and the system points, you know, you, you go from one uh, category, a team that's in one category to another, it's a five-point difference. That five points might make a difference between a one seed and a three seed. Who knows? Or or a four and a six. Or the fact that you even are make the playoffs So uh, as a, as one of the wild-card teams. So it's 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 definitely makes, makes a difference. You want to schedule uh, – good opponents and you want them to do well uh, other than when they're playing you and um we're up on our next break. We'll go to break here in just a moment. When we come back, we'll continue to be joined by John Perry, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner, by Brian King, founder of Orlando Baseball Academy, now located right here in Apopka at the CPS Sportsplex. Joe Ferraro, of course. And we're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue. Come on up and join us after the show with Steve, Heather, and all the gang at Porky's and get your Labor Day weekend started off just right. Started off right here at Porky's Original Barbecue right in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street. We'll be right back on Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back. Blue Darter Sports Central coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Also, Joe reminded me, Joe Ferraro, that at the game tonight, we'll be handing out your Apopka Blue Darter supporter stickers. It's got a great coupon, a buy one, get one free meal from Porky's on the back of it. Yeah, we'll be giving those out at the end of the fourth quarter as you're leaving. That way you can take it immediately and put it on your car. And they're available at a lot of great businesses around Apopka as well, including Florida Door Solutions, of course, and including Porky's. So get that bumper sticker. And I see, I see a lot of them around town, and I appreciate everybody who's representing for the Blue Darters. And, Brian, before we um, move further, I'd just like to, you've got to have a great success story with Orlando Baseball Academy. And, and just, just give us a, briefly a little bit more. You know, tell us about Orlando Baseball Academy, and especially you know, your recent move to, uh, to Apopka. We're very excited moving back into Apopka just for the rich baseball uh, community that it is. Um, after I left uh, high school coaching at Apopka High School back in uh, 05, I opened my own travel organization. And up until this year, it had been uh, just for high school age guys, 14, 15, 16, 17. Being back in Apopka and getting back involved with the Apopka Little League and having some support from the Little League and some of the guys down there, uh, we've opened a youth program as well. With uh, We'll have teams from 9 through 13 as well this uh, fall um, with basically kids all from Apopka. Um, our facility at uh, CPS Sportsplex is open daily from uh, 
3 p.m. to 9 p.m. We do all sorts of training, pitching, catching, hitting, uh, fielding. Um, because, again, the, the travel industry, just like in all sports, has created such a um, concept that you just show up and play games and then you can go to college because you go and play games. And um, the best players, if, if you're the absolute best player, yeah, it might, that might work. But the reality of it is you got to work every day at your trait, whether it's football, baseball, basketball. And if you're not working at it every day, somebody else is. And those are going to be the guys who go to play college and get a chance to play professionally. And that's what we're really trying to instill in the youth today is to, to get into the facility, get your work in. You know, I, I'm not one of those crazed people that says you've got to come practice three and a half hours. But, but I tell parents all the time, you go to English class every day in school. You go to math every day so that you continue to move forward and get improved. Athletics, baseball, basketball, it's the same way. If you only do it two times a week, you're not gaining ground. You're just kind of treading water where you're at. And uh, we really want people to be in here on a daily basis. Um, the, the, and again, I think that's the thing athletics teaches you as a youth, uh, some teamwork, some responsibility, some accountability, and how to work. And I think it's a huge part of, of everybody in my family. Um, you can look back and say, you know what? It's the youth sports that taught them how to be a good teammate, how to practice every day, how to, how to show up every day, even when you don't feel good. And I think it's a huge part of um, making you become a good person, not just a good athlete. Great stuff. Well said. Brian King, founder of Orlando Baseball Academy. Got a long, successful track record, and pleased to let you know they're located right here in Apopka now at the CPS Sportsplex. And um, now, John, if, any other thoughts that you have? You know, just about uh, you know this game tonight. What can we? You, know, you talked a little bit about the the offense of Miami Norland and kind of like a spread formation that also will employ I formation and some power running. You know, what what else should we expect from these guys? Yeah, and I do want to point out too that you know, they're coming off a four and six year, which is kind of a down year for them. But you know they played Jones in the preseason game, and of course Jones is one of the most talented programs in the state by by any estimation. And they tied Jones in that game. So I mean, to me that that says a uh, says we're going to be dealing with 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 a talented team who's good, who's a good team. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that, Roger. That being said, I do know that when the when it was just the the ones versus ones. Jones was able to, to build a decent lead, and, and Norland, you know, was able to come back on when the twos were in, were in there. So, I, you know, we'll see. I, they, they won 43 to nothing last week against Sunshine Piper. And, and, I, I'm not, and Piper was a playoff team last year, but, you know, who knows how good they really are uh, this year. Um, you know, it, we'll see uh, how it goes. Um, I, I, you know, Norland, part of the problem with, with high school and, and even with college and the NFL, it's, you know, you, matchups are, are, are key. And teams that, that maybe match up well against another team, uh, against a, a team that's maybe not as talented, maybe they don't match up as well. And, and some of that, you know, uh, that generally goes in Apopka's favor because of the offense. Uh, defensively, Apopka's pretty normal. Uh, although a lot of teams are, are now in the the odd man front, Spopka's been a, a four man front for for years, and uh, always will be under under Rick Darlington. Under Rick Darlington, as far as I know, but uh, you know, there's still times where where maybe blitzing a little more, you know, against an offensive line 
that type of thing that, that doesn't pick up blitz as well. You know, you, you, it really depends on matchups sometimes. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, one thing I'm interested in seeing is is a continued improvement of the kicking game. Uh, the, the, the punting game's got to get taken care of. Uh, you know, so not sure how that's going to go tonight. Uh, hopefully a pop won't have to punt too many times. Um, that's got to get better, a lot better. Uh, it's got to get normal. It's got to get average at, at least or a little bit below average would, would be a, a much improvement. The the place-kicking game, uh, Titus Van Diver's done a good job. He's a, just a little freshman, but he's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. He looks like he's got the mental uh, aspect needed to take, to take care of it. Uh, he's missed a couple extra points, but, you know, he's he's doing well overall. I, honestly, considering what, what – uh, where I thought the kicking game was just even a month ago or two months ago, uh, it's it's a million times uh, improved from that, and, and uh, he's only going to get better as, as the time goes on. Big, exciting football game tonight. It's the home opener, Blue Darters versus visiting Miami Norland, the Miami Norland Vikings from the tough Class 8A District 16 district play of so they play some of the top teams in America in their own district. Miami Northwestern, who we know about, we played, we defeated Miami Northwestern in our very first state championship under Coach Darlington back in 2001. Miami Carroll City is in their district. So is Miami Central. So it's going to be a very interesting matchup against a big, strong, talented team from Miami, the Miami New Orleans Vikings tonight. And John, we see Coach Darlington on his way over. We're going to go to break in just a moment. Before we do, though, I, John, Scott Garland has texted me a question for you, and uh, he wants to know how you, what, you, what are your thoughts on the Florida-Michigan game, I guess specifically who you think is going to win that game. And, of course, I want to <laughs> let our listeners who don't know, and I'm sure they all do, that John's certainly not a – he's a Florida Gator. He's not a Florida Gator. He's a, a Tennessee Vol fan, but I don't know if that would affect your, your analysis Listen, or not. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think for Florida, I mean, first of all, the quarterback situation, Felipe Franks is going to start, but it's still unknown how, how he's going to be able to – to perform uh, in a major college football, um, you know, and then there's 10 guys suspended, you know, I mean, I, that's an unreal number. How does that happen? And, you know, and their top playmaker, Antonio Callaway, uh, you know, every school goes through that. And, you know, my Tennessee team's got a guy who's suspended, supposed to start on the offensive line, you know, I, and it's just like some of this stuff is, it makes you wonder, but uh, I listen, I think if Florida wins, that'll be, that'll be a feather in Jim McElwain's cap as a, as a coach. Because, uh, you know, you figure that he's not going to outcoach Harbaugh, but who knows? Uh, I, I think Florida actually would, would be very fortunate to win this game just because of the suspensions. And there's just got to be some weird stuff going on there. That's, that's just too many kids. Yeah, as we head into break, and it's great to be joined by Coach Rick Darlington. We'll go to Coach when we come back from a break. Coach, thanks for joining, coming over. Great to see you. Great to see you too, Roger. You look dashing today. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, I would just say that um, yeah, at this point, we'll see how the game plays out, but as a Florida alumni, I'm just very disappointed that all this off-the-field stuff has really taken away what should have been a great matchup and a great game, should have been all positive. And I don't know, my last editorial comment before break is that I think it's Coach McElwain hasn't established the culture of discipline and accountability. So this is the kind of thing that results from, from the lack of those things. But anyway, that's why I see it. We'll be right back. I want to comment on that. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back. 
Blue Garter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue, 256 East Main Street in the heart of downtown Apopka. We're joined by John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner, by Brian King, founder of Orlando Baseball Academy, and now we're pleased to be joined by Coach Rick Darlington, head coach of the Blue Garters. Coach, thanks for coming over. You're welcome. Now, would you like to address the, the question you know, to start? Well, make your statement again about McElwain and his culture of accountability. I'll say it again. I want okay. to make sure yeah, I got well, it right. From my outside, outsider's perspective is I think that all these suspensions um, are the result of a program that doesn't have the the, 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 the level of accountability and discipline that it should. Now, who did he follow? Who was the coach before him? Uh, Will Muschamp. Okay. What about before him? Urban Meyer. Now, how, did, how was his culture up there? Well, I know they had a lot of guys arrested. Yeah, like in prison, right? Like, Including a guy for murder, of course. Yeah, okay. Well so, celebrated. So, And they won a lot of games. But, you know, my thought is this. I, I think when you're dealing with college kids, that goes up on, on, on every campus. Now, I hate for that fact the kids are doing the things with the debit cards or whatever, and then you got, you know, kids doing whatever. But that's what kids do in college. And so, to me, McElwain's taking a stand, and he's – he suspended them against freaking Michigan. You know, I mean, that's tough to do. They're not playing, you know, Austin P. State. You know what I'm saying? So to suspend them against Michigan, that says that maybe trying to establish that culture is more important than winning a dang important game. So I don't think I'd throw him under the bus too quick. I think that, uh, you know, when you're dealing with college kids and you're recruiting the best of the best, sometimes those kids come with baggage. And I think that uh, – you know, I think, again, I don't know them that well, but I think that they're trying to establish a good culture. You know, so, again, I think that's kind of what you deal with in college. Some people deal with it differently. Some people might not suspend them. Some people might keep it in-house, keep it out of the papers, whatever. But I think he's kind of taking the stand in a, in a, in a big way. And, again, I'm not a McElwain fan. I don't hardly, hardly know him. But I just don't want to say that his program's trash and gangster central, you know, just because they've had some kids make stupid mistakes over the summer. Thanks for sharing your insights. Now, Coach, were you pleased with the performance of the team last week at Okoy? No. No, I wouldn't say so. so. That was a yes and no question, by the way. <laughs> right. I asked you questions. Yeah, 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 right. Exactly. Exactly. Was it the characteristic open-ended question? But, no, but, but. I don't. I don't I don't remember a lot of times being pleased with the performance of a team like ever. You know, I think as a coach, you're always shooting for perfection. And if you shoot to be perfect and you don't get it, you might be excellent. But if you just shoot to be good, you're probably going to be mediocre. And so when I look at it, every play I find about three or four mistakes and grit my teeth and the coaches say things and throw things and say probably foul language late at night at 1 a.m. tonight when we're watching the film. That's just the nature of what we do and how we do it. So, um, you know, Akoe uh, wasn't as good of a team as Miami Norland probably is or definitely not as good as Mainland was. So we went out there and played a bit sloppy and still managed to win. So got to keep getting better, no doubt. Now, in terms of um, you know, what phases, what were some of the aspects of the game that, that you were possibly pleased with? Well, we had that freshman rush for about 2,000 yards in a game. <laughs> yeah, so that was good. You know, with the first wing back against Mainland, he rushed for, what, 181? And then he pulled his hand, so he was out. So then the freshman rushed for a bunch, and he hurt his shoulder in practice Wednesday, so he's out. 
So now we don't have any wingbacks. They're all done. So we're going to take someone off the defense. We're not sure who yet. And we're teaching them the offense like today. And they'll start tonight. So we'll see if that crazy spinning gimmicky off can, can, can produce a, another good rushing game. So I was proud of the rushing game. You know, that's normally good for us. Um, you know, defensively, we didn't let them score except after we, you know, threw this ridiculous interception and then, uh, and then, you know, played that screenplay wrong. But, you know, it's good to get a win. We're not going to turn a win back in and say we'd rather have a loss. But, you know, it wasn't exactly what you call a pretty win. Now, in terms of the defense, you know, Coy you threw the ball quite a bit. They threw more than they, they ran. And uh, they tried to throw some long ones. That I don't remember hitting any any long ones, and no. they ended up with 50 yards passing. Have you have you guys ever noticed how every game we come out, we play the other team, they run the exact same offense? Have you can see that, that pattern. Yeah. I mean, every team runs. I call it the shotgun. You know, they call it the spread. And yeah. every team's got three and four wide receivers. It's like every team does the same thing. And. You know, now coming up down the road, Lakeland doesn't do the same thing. They're they're kind of different. But I'm just wondering why a team like a Coe would do that and think that they're going to win if they weren't just remarkably better than their opponents, which some teams are. Mainland might be able to do that. Or they're just better coaches than the other team, and they're just going to out-coach them. Well, I don't think any coaches think that, right? I mean, none of us are like that. So my thought is this. Why not run an offense like Lake Brantley where, you know, you don't ever see the triple option anymore. So at least it's like it gives you crazy trouble preparing for them, you know, or run something that you just don't see yet. So, again, when I see a spread team, I mean, we look at their personnel, what they do, but it's like when the wing tee hit in the 90s, I remember the first time I ever played against West Orange. Remember when they ran the wing tee? Right. I did not know where the ball was, and they're doing stuff. And it's like we beat them as at Lakeland then. And, but they rushed for, like, 365 yards on us. And it's like, oh, my gosh, we beat them, like, 35-28. And it's like the more people ran the wing tee, then people got used to it because the inundation of it. Well, that's kind of how the spread is, you know. And so now you're going to start seeing this. You're going to start to see a spread with three wide receivers, and then they're going to have an H-back. And they call that their, you know, pistol or whatever deal. And, but it, it just – I don't understand why everyone runs the same thing, you know, but that's coaches. I guess they want to copy the colleges and the pros, and I don't really have any interest in doing that. Now, I've noticed that, you know, I'm, you know, as observing you and, and your program, everything you do as far as the program goes, it's, it has a reason behind it. What Can you share the reasoning of, you know, playing a team, you know, playing Miami, a team, a strong team from Miami, uh, you know, place, you know, in the district where people like Carroll City and Northwestern and Miami Central and, you know, kind of what led to the, the game, you scheduling the game with Miami New Orleans? No one else would play. <laughs> I mean, that's how we schedule all of our games. We just ask people to play, and they say, well, they don't say no. They just ignore me. Like, I might send a text <laughs> to a coach, and, hey, you want to play a game? We'll, we'll pay you $3 million a year to come up twice. They don't even respond. You know, so then you might leave a phone call. No response. So I get very few no's. I get lots of ig- ignoring Occasionally I'll get a no, never get a yes. But the 10 yeses are on the schedule. You know, so New Orleans was a yes. So obviously they're not scared of us. Anything about the little bluebirds from, you know, Central Florida. You know, when they're when they're lining up and seeing the likes of Carroll City, Central, and Northwestern, they might come up here and literally, like, spit their gum out laughing at us. So, yeah. 
What can you t tell us about them? I mean, what, what do you expect them to do offensively? I don't like their uniforms like at all. I think that their uniforms, I mean, they're like a really dark, nasty charcoal gray with like maroon <laughs> helmets. And here's the thing that's really bad is they've worn them on the road against Piper and against Jones. So both those teams wear all orange. So you got orange on the side, dark gray and maroon on the side. It makes you want to puke. And so I, 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 Russell asked their AD, would you guys please not wear those uniforms up here tonight? So hopefully they're going to wear white because <laughs> their uniforms are just awful. So What are we going to wear? We're going to wear blue jerseys and white pants and white socks and blue cleats. Now, we're speaking with Coach Rick Darlington on Blue Daughter Sports Central. Can um, what do you expect them? You know, can you tell us a bit about their offense that they run? Yes, it's very different. They run an offense called the spread. Okay, <laughs> they're going to have three or four wide receivers. The quarterback's in the shotgun. They're going to throw the ball a lot, and then they're going to hand the ball off to the one back they have back there. It's revolutionary. You haven't seen it much. Remember the Dallas Cowboys ran the shotgun with Roger Staubach. That's kind of where it evolved. Actually, it probably evolved back in the 30s with the single wing, but they're going to run the spread. And they actually do run a little bit of eye formation, and I, I think they're back runs really hard. They've got a quarterback who's elusive. And obviously, they've got Miami talent. So when they come up here, they're going to look really good. There's no doubt about that. So. Now on Back to our team, on our, on our offense, offensive, you had a veteran offensive line. Obviously, guys have a lot of playing time. How are you feel about the, the way they're doing this, this far this year? Well, they're probably sucking a little bit less every game, you know, but uh, they haven't really played as good as we want them to play, you know, but they probably never will either. And so we're going to keep on pushing them. You know how it is with hogs and stuff. You know, if you if you throw them a biscuit, they're going to roll around that slop all day. So we can't throw them too many biscuits. we got to make sure they stay hungry. So. And um, inclusive with Coach Darlington, now can you talk about um, – just we got about a, a little over a minute left. You, the t the team has an interesting makeup in that you got a lot of veteran guys on the offensive line, defensive line as well, and some you know some experienced guys on defense. But also the the, the running backs, the guys in the backfield, largely are, are first year players or young players. Well, they're not only that; they're all different every week because of people getting injured. You know, we're starting two new corners tonight, I think, because of the injuries. We got, we got safeties that didn't play safety last year. We got all new running backs. So the receiver situation, good God. We started a JV kid against the Coey, and this time we took a JV kid from defense, and we're starting him at receiver tonight. So I probably shouldn't say that, but it's true. So, yeah, our skill situation is pretty pretty bleak. But hopefully we'll figure out someone can carry the ball tonight and uh, maybe try to score some points. But it might It might be difficult. Well, best wishes to you tonight. Guys, that are going to wrap up the show. Come on up and join us at Porky's. Of course, hope Coach Darling will stick around with us as well. You can hear all the action right here on 1520 WBZW. Pre-game at 6.30 p.m. Game starts at 7 p.m. Come on up and join us at Porky's and start your Labor Day weekend. And also, don't forget to get your Blue Rider bumper sticker. We'll be handing them out at the game tonight. Have a great show. Have a great day. Happy Labor Day. Thanks. Carter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station.
Celebrating 50 years as Apopka's hometown station. 1520 WBZW. Apopka Orlando. Community events, financial news, weather, traffic, and more. A service, A service of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.